And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope you're having an amazing day. I uh, want to spend a few minutes with you guys and just a chat with you about um, just like a recent experience. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be helpful or not. So if you listen to this episode, I'm confident that you will get value out of it. But I am prefacing you by just saying I'm more ranting than anything. But hopefully uh, you can take my rant and, base, and uh, help yourself. Um, so I am just so, uh, I guess, annoyed with how little homework some people do. And it's a, it's a reminder to me to not do this. Um, man. So in the past week, um, I have just like, I feel like I've had my time wasted twice and I think I'm getting more sensitive to it. Uh, because you know, and I mean this with the most humility as I can get it out with, but our time is getting more valuable. And I don't mean that from like a hierarchy, like I'm more important than you or this person's standpoint. I mean that from like just a earnings perspective, like we're earning more money. And so just, if you literally just divide your earnings by your working hours, that's what your time is currently worth. And as that has increased and continues to increase, I just have less and less um, patience for any uh, for wasted time. And, and this has been a thing that I've actually been praying for because my patients actually, uh, w- when I was younger, I was very like hardcore, like I kind of ran over people and I didn't like that about myself. And so I worked on that and I kind of prayed against it and all these things. And I kind of turned, I went, I went to the other extreme where I was very, um, I almost like let people take advantage of my time. And so I've been, I've been trying to find this balance point where I'm still, um, very effective with time. Um, but I'm not as hardcore as I was where I was like running over people, but I also, you know, still am able to like handle situations with like grace and love. Um, and so I'm trying to find that effectiveness. And so I've been praying for that and really ever since I've been praying for that, like my annoyance level of, of people wasting my time has gone through the roof, <laughs> which is probably the, I that's the right direction I need to go because I've been on the like letting people waste my time side of the coin for a while. And where the, where this gets really twisted 
I'm just being honest with you guys. I'm kind of processing this out loud. But where this can get really twisted is um, where I, I almost let other people, like outside of my family, uh-oh, like kind of walk on my time. And then when Ashley, my wife, is like not perfectly buttoned up in her communication to me, I'm like, come on, baby, like let's speed it up. You're wasting my time. And so I'm almost like you, I'm using that tonality in the wrong, on the wrong people. Um, and so it's good for me to, uh, realize and remember. Um, so I don't do that because if anyone, if anything, I want to be more abrupt with not my family and be more patient with my family. But I feel like sometimes I can do the reverse of that. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of us are probably like that, or maybe it's just me, but I don't know. Um, by the way, I'm walking up a mountain right now in case I some winded. Um, but uh, it's a, in, in fairness, it's it's a, it's a it's a easy grade on a mountain. It's not like hiking a freaking mountain right now. Um, and so, just in the past week, so what happened is um, I had this uh, had this call with a CPA. Uh, we have a we have a CPA firm, and I I like them. Uh, I think they do a seven out of ten job, which is the best we've ever had. Um, you know, and then <clears throat> so we've you know been kind of keeping our eyes sort of open for another firm. Um, and, and it's hard to beat. By the way, if you ever wanted to start an amazing business that would crush it, just start like start an accounting firm and do what you do what you say you're going to do. Have a team that's large enough to handle inquiries and have a proactive tax strategist. And I think you'll kill it because literally no one does all three of those. Um, and so our firm uh, is, you know, pretty good at two of the three, um, which is, again, far better than I've ever found. Anyway, so I've been courting this other firm. Turn, I'm not going to go. With, I'm going to stick with our current firm. And I'm going to hire a dedicated tax strategist um, outside of that. So I've dedicated tax strategist and then kind of combine them with our current CPA firm. Because our current CPA firm is pretty good at like doing, taking out there all the books and responding to stuff and um, all that stuff. They're just not super great at proactive tax strategy, even though they say they are. Um, but anyway, so uh, last week I was, you know, kind of at the end of courting the CPA firm, which I decided not to go with. And I'd already spent an hour with them going through a bunch of questions and stuff. I sent them a bunch of info, like, you know, all these papers and stuff that they wanted or had uh, our assistant do it, and I think Ashley helped. And then we get on the second call, the follow-up call, and what I'm expecting is, like, this dude is literally going to say, because this is kind of what he he led to this. He basically led to the fact that we could have saved you a bunch of money last year. And so I'm basically looking for how much money could you have saved me, where did my firm go wrong, and what would you have done? And if he would have given me those things and, like, probably could have done that in five minutes or less. And there was a, I'm not saying it would have switched because the reason I told you, there's a way higher chance that it would have switched. Instead, we get on the phone and he pulls up this presentation and it's literally like the Russell Brunson perfect webinar script, which is hilarious. So he had like zero clue. Um, literally pulls up the presentation and he goes through a freaking perfect webinar script with me and like tries to kind of bake in a couple of the numbers that he needs to reveal to me, um, in there. And so we're like, it's like almost 30 minutes in and I'm like, I've tried to be nice cause I know how hard it can be to make a pitch and, 
you know, how nerve wracking it can be. And I get all that. And this guy could tell this guy was a little nervous, but I was, I was like literally like 28 minutes in. And I'm like, dude, I appreciate you immensely. Thank you for taking this time. But listen, like, like <laughs> I gotta go. So please give me the bottom line and I can think about it and I'll let you know. And I felt a little bad because I realized I probably could have handled that a little better. <clears throat> and so I like, you know, prayed about, okay, God, like, how can I, how can I just do this better so that I don't, you know, cause I, I wanted to, like when the guy was going, I'm like, holy crap, like this guy's gonna go through a freaking webinar pitch right now in front of me, just to me, like, I don't have time for this. So, you know, I'm learning how to just get better at that. Um, and part of me felt bad and I went and talked to Ashley about it. She said, Zach, you just, you, you, you gotta stop feeling bad about this. You know, you have to, and I think about Grant Cardone, like, I don't, I don't know him, but I have a couple friends that do, and, you know, they'll tell me stories about when they first met him, they, Grant would basically say, you know, whatever their deal was, like, you've got 10 minutes, right, or one time this guy had three minutes, at the last second, Grant said, I don't have three minutes, you have 60 seconds, and, um, and, you know, again, Grant's at a completely other level. He's, you know, significantly further than us in every measurable way from a financial perspective. Um, so I get that there's another level of kind of, uh, <laughs> what's the word? I can't, but another level of like exactness that he needs to use with his time. But I imagine that he used that level of exactness before he became the Grant Cardone that we know. And so I'm needing to get a lot better at this. And like I said, this just this is just starting to really, just really bother me. So it's like, it's no longer like, oh, Zach, you should just work on this. It's like, no, I'm actually really freaking bothered by this. So it's going to get fixed because I don't like being bothered. So it's a good thing, right? Um, then I had a someone reach out to be, uh, or not be on the podcast, um, to invite me on their podcast. And my assistant uh, was corresponding with them on email for a few weeks. Um, they they kind of caught us doing a really busy time. So I just said, hey, dude, like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't care. Unless it's like someone legitimate famous. Like, I don't care who it is, um, you know, until after, you know, until December, basically. And uh, so they reached back out. And uh, they booked a discovery call. Uh, so my assistant puts a discovery call on my calendar. 15 minutes. I do the call. And, um, I like, was really questioning if I should do it. And I just did like maybe five minutes of Google work before the call. And I've, I couldn't find the podcast. I couldn't find the guy who runs the podcast. I'm like, who the heck is this? And like, I've never, I've never heard of the show, never heard of the guy, never heard of nothing. So, you know, whatever. And I get on the thing and, and this gal who's, you know, like an assistant, really nice lady. She's just doing what she's told, but she's asking me these like, just like horribly dumb and, uh, open, just uh, not open basic questions. Like what trends do you see in network marketing and where do you see it going? I'm like, this is the dumbest question I've ever heard. This is supposed to be like an introductory call. Like, what am I to, you know, what, what am I to expect? Give me the bottom line. Let's go. Right. And, uh, and so I was (laughs) nice that possibly could be like, Hey, you know, I'd love to answer your questions. I do have some questions for you. You know, who is this guy? What's the show's following? When is it being, you know, all this stuff. And um, so I do, I answer the stuff and all these things. And and the thing that was like, just bothersome is like, they basically did enough homework to find out who, like my name 
and the name of our company. And that was really it. There was no like deeper work. Um, because she was asking me questions that just didn't make sense to ask me like at all. And when I answered the questions, she was like, that was really profound. Like that's, I literally say that at the intro of our podcast. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and I get in some regards to like, you know, I, I do understand like, like they're, they're not approaching Grant Cardone. They're approaching Zach Spear, right? We're talking like, this is like a 10,000 mile difference between the two of us. So I get it, right? So you're not going to spend, you're not going to deploy your people to put in three hours of research on some guy named Zach that you've never heard of. But if they did a little bit, just a little bit, they would realize that, wow, Zach like has a social following, but it's not massive. But Zach has focused a huge amount of his effort on building revenue and building profit in his business, not on vanity metrics like social social followings. I'm not saying all social followings are vanity. A lot of them are hyper effective, but most people's social followings are actually vanity. They're not, they don't know how to monetize whatsoever. So they just have big numbers, big likes, big comments, big followers, but no money. You know, personally, I don't give a crap about that because I can't go to the grocery store and, you know, I can't buy food and show them my, you know, my likes. I got to give them money. Right. And so, so if they would have liked done a little bit of research, they would have found out like, okay, Zach prioritizes revenue, profit, growth. Okay, there's a, you know, or if they would have spent a little bit going through our funnels, and there's a few times that I referenced some of our income levels, which I don't like doing. I'm actually looking to take those things down because uh, I just don't like doing that. Um, but they would probably realize like, okay, you know, uh, basically his, his time is not worth like a, a, a an entry level person's amount. And so I think I'm just like, uh, like, gosh, okay. So a couple things. One, I got to learn how to get better at protecting my time, get better being effective. And when someone gets through to me, like through um, our systems and through our people, like I have to know how to handle the situations with grace, with but with also um, a scalpel, you know, scalpel with grace or a velvet covered brick or whatever. Two, I have to learn how to, you know, my assistant really should have blocked that one, right? And he did a great job, you know, kind of kicking the can down the road until a time. He did a good job with a lot of things, um, but most likely he should have probably been on that call, not me, right? Like he should have been on that call and been like, okay, what do you want to ask Zach? Okay, got it. And then tell me uh, what you're following, all these different things. Okay, hey, listen, all this sounds great. Who's been on the show so far? Okay, no one we know. Hey, come back to us in six months, right? That and I probably should have empowered, and now I know I'm going to empower him better for this type of a thing. And then just from my own learning and for your own learning, and I hope none of this comes off with any sort of like lack of humility or like I'm more important than this other person. Um, but I have realized that for every moment that I invest ineffectively in someone outside of my family is a moment that I don't get with my family. And I've realized that. And I've also realized that as my earnings have come, become larger, my time is more amplified. So, you know, every employee that I add on the rebel side, the training side, my time is more and more amplified. And so every moment that I spend ineffectively, I, I 
basically increase my ineffectiveness by a levered amount through that team. And then in my network marketing team, same exact situation. And so I've just become more sensitive. So I don't mean this in any sort of like hierarchical, if that's a word, um, you know, egotistical way. I mean, this is my effectiveness way. And I'm sharing you with you a struggle that I've had to do this well. But something that we can both learn from, both you and I, is just if we need something from someone to do some homework. You know, um, when we, when I, uh, me and Ashley ran that interview podcast for about a year and a half, two years, and I want to respark it up, but the, the way that we did it had a lot of flaws with it. Um, but one of the flaws was not getting good people on the show. For our size, which was very small because it was a startup podcast, we got some really heavy hitters on the show, like really heavy hitters. Um, and they're not, they're not even actually up and live right now. I could, I could actually make the show live again. Um, so like we got, if you guys are into online marketing at all, like Perry Marshall, we got Perry Marshall on the show. Um, he was like the 15th guest. We got, um, um, Brianne Tyson Eaton, who is, you know, uh, she's her and her husband are like the fittest couple in the world, the gold medalist and bronze medalist Olympians. Um, you know, in the 26, I forgot which Olympics, but it doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, just the, like the fittest couple, like in the world. Um, you know, Perry Marshall has the best-selling advertising book of all time. Um, we had uh, David Dharma Mean, who invented Hotjar, which is a massive, amazing software company. We will take Cray, um, who owns multiple software companies and is really respected in the online marketing space. And, you know, there's quite a bit more of them. And... I think the main reason that we were able to do that is because every single time that we would get someone on the show, I personally did a lot of research, personal research into each individual. And so every invite was hyper-specific. There was zero wasted time uh, on their part. And I made it extraordinarily easy for them. And then when we got to the interview, I spent like two or three hours Rife more than that, rifling through all their content and writing questions for them that they've never been asked before. And so every interview was like, they, they loved it. They were so ecstatic about each one because they'd never been, uh, been asked those things. Now, the positive side, that was a really good way to handle that, right? If I could say so myself. Um, you know, we, we got some really amazing relationships from that show and it's, it's been incredibly beneficial to us um, to, you know, have some of those relationships that have been ongoing. Um, just from a personal perspective and then, you know, in a couple cases from a business perspective. But from a downside that I, I wasn't sustainable for me. Um, like it was me. Um, and at the time, Ashley was, uh, not working in, in the business. Um, uh, not in that part. And so it was me and an assistant and I was, and it was barely an assistant. Um, it was mostly me. And so I was doing a huge amount of prep work for one show. And at the time in our life, like that just wasn't sustainable. I couldn't do that. Um, and so now I, you know, if I did it again, I probably have a team and I would kind of duplicate my thought process through it and, and all of these different types of things and not do it on the cheap. And what I noticed with today's situation with that podcast that I mentioned earlier, it, they were trying to do it on the cheap. They're just like, who can we just like get a hold of? And, uh, let me try to outsource this as good as we can. And it's just, it just was not that great of an experience on our end, on my end. And so if you want the ear of someone, whether they're powerful or not, right? And I don't necessarily consider myself powerful, um, but I know I'm not like 
you know, this definitely not entry level, right? Um, but regardless of who you want the ear of, but especially if you are, if you are approaching someone who has built a business and is earning anywhere at or above seven figures, I can promise you they are very protective of their time. Um, and they don't like it wasted. And then, and as they get higher and higher, uh, it gets even more intense, right? And so it doesn't mean they're mean. It just means that when you approach them, they need to know what's in it for them. And they need to know that they're not going to waste time answering questions that have been answered in other, in other avenues or other places. So like if an answer, like for instance, the answers that this chick asked me today, this preparation, whatever, those answers could be found like by listening to the intro of this podcast, like literally, um, those answers could be going, if you went to our YouTube channel and just filtered out like most of these videos and you literally watched two of them, she probably could have got 99% of her answers literally from that. And her questions to me could have been like, Hey Zach, I've listened to this. I've listened to this. I've listened to this. I understand what you stand for. And listen, we really like it. We want it on the show. And, um, you know, in fact, here's what you stand for. Boom, boom, boom. Three points. Here's what you stand for. We want you on the show. The show is 30 to 45 minutes long, depending on how long you talk. Here's this guy's name. Here's his background. Uh, the show's not launched yet, but we're expecting this much uh, viewership based on who's already been on the show. Here's, pe- here's people who've been on the show. Do you want to be on? Right? At, at that point, I've been like, yeah, dude, that sounds freaking dope, right? Um, but in fa- instead, I left being like, I, I'm don't know if I want to be on the show. I'm actually pretty annoyed that this happened. And um, in fact, I'm probably going to say no to the show. And I'm actually going to make my own podcast <laughs> about this bad experience. <laughs> um, so just something for all of us to, to know. So again, I hope this podcast came off with the heart that I intended it for. If it didn't, I hope that you give me some grace, a little bit of conversational leeway, because again, this all happened. 20 minutes ago, and I'm trying to be more consistent with this podcast again, and just give you more raw and uncut. And the only way I can be more consistent is by giving you more raw, uncut, unfiltered stuff. So love you guys. I appreciate you. Have an amazing day. Talk soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.